everyone. We are back for another week of the livest podcast in the world. Who would that be? TV channeling. Annaling, annaling, annaling. Thank you for the echo. I was waiting for it because it's not coming in post. My name is Tachi, as usual. And my name is still Kevin. Okay, that's good to know. You didn't change to another alias or something. <laughs> no. All right, Tachi, let's get this news party started. We haven't done an all-news show in ages. We have not, and we owe you all an all-news show, so I'm pretty excited about this one. I am, too. We have a lot to cover this week. Ooh, Quibby. <laughs> That's all you can say. I, um, <laughs> so. Apparently so, we were the only ones who were quibby curious, Taji. We had, look, people, we tried to bring you the deeds and the goods on what was going on on Quibi. So I would like to say that we supported Quibi in their thing. I mean, who else did a whole reviews of stuff the way we did? Nobody. But exactly. now, sadly, Quibi is in the arms of the angels. In the arms, in the arms <laughs> of the angels. Oh gosh! Every time that song comes away on, it's from a here. Of the, uh, uh, <laughs> not not with the vibrato. All right, <laughs> go, Kevin. <laughs> go. So yeah, it's now in the arms of the angels. If you had not heard, Quibi is shutting down. December first is the shutdown date for them. They, you know, according to them, they really tried to, you know, provide uh, shows that they thought were going to be interesting, intriguing, etc. They were able to raise, I believe, two billion in funding for their first round of funding, and that's a lot. And that's Basically, because you have uh, Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, as you know, is a huge Hollywood uh, producer, a Hollywood insider. And when people of that stature say they want to do something, you often have you know investors lined up to say, okay, because this worked for them, so that will also work. Well, in my opinion, what the two forgot to do, Jeff and Meg, if I may, is factor in that the people that watch the type of television you were trying to bring are not the ones who watch TV on their cell phones, on their mobile devices. I, I think you miscalculated with that. And I wanted you to win. I believed in, I loved the concept of quick bites. I love the concept of Quibi, but you were trying to take it to high tech slick Hollywood. And all you needed to do was hop on over to TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, or Instagram and see see what people were watching on their phones and then apparently those bites weren't quick enough they were not quick so kevin i don't know what you think but i think they missed the mark because they didn't pay attention they thought they knew and uh the market showed them no you don't know well to me what was crazy was the idea that you needed a whole new platform for this form of entertainment these you know six the all the shows were under 10 minutes long right uh each episode and so the thinking that you needed a whole new platform for that, the idea that you couldn't go on some other established platform like, say, Netflix, and then start dropping shows that were only 10 minutes or less in length, 
that could be consumed. The question now is that uh, Quibi is no more. Where is all this content going? Because they did, there's no denying how much content. They cranked out a lot. They had so many shows. And so where are they going to go now that, uh, is that content going to just, you know, find its way onto YouTube? Will they have a YouTube channel? That's another place that would have been a perfect place for all this content. Instead of making a whole new platform, they could have just put, put all this content onto YouTube, which is probably where it's going to end up anyway. Ultimately, uh, again, when you think, you know, and you're not watching what the market is doing that, you know, but it's not just him. If you look at all these, uh, so many fails that Hollywood has come out with lately, uh, that just really, are you watching what people are doing? Are you really watching? I, I think the best way to see what people want and what people are doing are to watch things like social media, watch YouTube. What are people looking at? That doesn't mean don't do it highly, slickly produced and all of that. But let me tell you, some of these YouTubers are trying to, you know, level up and get cameras that are, you know, high def and, you know, for 4K. They're trying to make sure they have the proper sound. They're trying to do those types of productions. So you know, we're getting more used to slick productions. I, I just don't get it. I think, again, you missed the mark. Well, also, to me, they were so, to me, stupid and uh, also kind of uh, looking down on traditional platforms. When they initially came out, you could only watch Quibi on mobile devices. You could watch it on your iPad. You could watch it on your phone. And people were like, we want to watch it on our televisions or whatever. And they, it took a while. And then finally they relented and you could watch it on your TV. From the day that the uh, that Quibi launched, it should have been available on every conceivable platform. The idea that you would say, oh, you can't watch it on your television is just beyond stupid to me. There should be no platform that they should have been looking down their nose at. Yeah, I don't think that was that that they were looking down their nose at television. I just think that they thought that that format, quick format, would not work on traditional linear television. And so that's not where their attention was. When people requested it, that's probably when they turned their sights to it. But again, when you think quick, you think mobile devices. You yeah, think, but but, uh, but like, but you can also binge, and so you can you can watch the quick the, lots of the shows, and some of them were movies that I think they just turned quote unquote turned into a show where they divide up a, a ninety minute movie into six minute or eight minute yes, increments. So, I think so. you can you, you're going to just binge and watch it straight through, like a uh, Liam Hensworth uh, had a, 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 a quote unquote show. People watch that straight through. So why would you give them the ability to watch it on TV if people I would have it available everywhere and if people choose not to watch it on TV they wouldn't watch it uh, I really thought that they caught a break by this platform dropping right when COVID uh, started I thought that was going to give them a leg up but apparently not I mean people like you and I we got Quibi uh, when they had the 90 day free membership and once that free membership was over, there wasn't anything sticky for me that made me want to stay on the platform. I will give them credit. They kept emailing me about new shows dropping. They had new shows dropping every week. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's not the type of thing that works for, to me, you know, the quick bites of things. It didn't work. They were too concerned with making sure they had, oh, 
celebrities. Oh, stars. Nobody cares about that. You should have been looking for what influencers can I connect with that are makeup, beauty, uh, fashion that are, that's what you needed to do. You would have had all those people that follow the, um, the Jackie Ina's doing, you know, trying to do makeup and watch it and subscribing to Quibi because she was over there. They missed the mark because they were too concerned with keeping it old school Hollywood connections. In my opinion, they, there was nobody on there or no shows on there that had anybody that was like not connected. Like if they did have some influencers, it was far and few between, but they needed more influencers on there. They were trying to get A-list Hollywood and that is not a platform for A-list Hollywood. The people that watch Instagram, yeah, they may follow some celebrities, Instagram lives and stuff, stuff like that, but they're looking at other influencers that are like them. And when you don't have people that understand that, you get a quibby. Well, see, another mistake to me was since you have quick bites, why weren't all the first episodes of everything on social media? Why couldn't I be on Twitter and see the first episode of every single one of their shows? Because the shows were so short. Some of them were as little as like five minutes long. So everybody should have been seeing Quibi shows, at least getting that initial taste. They, yes, they should. What well, should have been called the Quibi tease, right? And it should have. They should have had an entire. Uh, their entire Instagram should have been dedicated to their IGTV should have been dedicated to one episode each of all of the, of, of certain shows, right. And put, uh, let it be the Quibi tease and tease people into it. Do things like you, what's big. L look at what's big there. Beauty, fashion, hair, um, cooking, right. Uh, sports do all those types of things that do, uh, you know, and see, when I told you when we first reviewed our first shows on Quibi that Chrissy Teigen needed to put on a bikini top, you were like, no, Kevin. And no, now because... And now it's gone. And now it's gone. If only She could you have had listen. nothing on. She could have had nothing on, and that would not have made a difference. The point is, how asinine is it that uh, Qu Chrissy Teigen is a judge for Chrissy's court with stupid cases. I'm sorry. That show was stupid. I like Chrissy Teigen, but that was just nonsense. I it's like her too. And I think, yes, the show is stupid, but if you put her in a bikini top and have a bailiff in a bikini top, I think that people would have watched longer. Mm, that only goes so far. Stupid content can't be covered up or sugarcoated. So there was too much content like that on there that made no sense or shows that could have been. Yeah, but okay. I think, okay. The show that won the Emmy was hashtag free Rayshon. And I think there was one more than one in Emmy too. Correct. I yes. Think. So two shows, one in Emmy. Great. That was, and I know they kind of breathed a sigh of relief when that happened, but I'm like, you're still not out of the woods. You still have a bunch of content that does not connect with audiences. It doesn't matter what you think. Here, here's the big thing. You did what you thought people would want. Did you ask people what they actually wanted and who did you ask? Cause you didn't ask the right people. Well, Were I think you, what people, what, what they should have done was like for like sweeps week, uh, they should have had like Chrissy Teigen and uh, also should, I would have had all model cases where the litigants were also models and then there would have been a trampoline involved. Good night, Kevin. That's, that show just not needed to be there. And did I mention you, bikini tops? Because bikini you tops. You did. You did. And I still maintain no. A resounding Plus trampoline. No. I, nope. I think we have a winner. Nope. Terrible terrible idea get rid of the show altogether throw the whole damn thing away and apparently quibi the whole channel is going to be thrown the hell away 
In the arms <laughs> of the angels. Far away. Sorry, Quibi. We really did want you to win, but, you know, better luck next time. Anyway. <laughs> better luck next time. They lost like a couple of billion dollars. Better luck next time. Well, you know, I can't wah, help wah. people. Well, I I really can't help you. If you didn't do your due diligence and you didn't do it's one thing if they're like, well, all the research told us that we we went with um millennials and Gen Z and also Gen X and we figured this so it should have worked and you didn't uh, like you didn't turn quickly enough to see it wasn't working. You had look, here's the thing. After 6 months you all closed. You opened in April. You gave people a free 3-month trial. So how how terrible is it that you they were not able to retain they lost 92% of people Yeah, they weren't able the to hold on trial. to they, there was nothing sticky that made you want to stay on the platform uh which is pretty and sad. Why weren't they monitoring this the whole time? You should have been getting feedback like I got nothing in terms of Naradam survey, nothing to find out what, you know, a pop up that said, how, how are you enjoying free ration or how are you enjoying this? You should have been clocking all of this because time was a ticking because you knew 90 days was going to be up soon. And the, your goal is to keep at least the majority of people who signed up in that trial. You lost everybody but 8%. No, so, so many, some yeah, but so many of these platforms have to have either a super deep catalog. Well, have to have a super deep catalog also, and a super deep pockets to to stay around because it takes a while for things to catch on. I really thought that their their hope was because of like COVID, when people are like at line to get into a grocery store, that you want to watch something that you would use that you would watch that as opposed to watching TikTok. But I guess TikTok being free, TikTok uh, is free. Uh, one every time so that was one of the reasons i think that it didn't make it but i mean uh, there's so many new platforms that there's just not room for all of them there's things like peacock that have popped up not to mention the huge juggernaut now disney uh disney plus but look at something like apple tv i have apple tv for free i tried to watch one show central park which was a an abomination the, it's a musical thing they would not shut the hell up stop singing not funny not good songs not good i haven't even bothered to try and watch anything else i have it for free for one year only watch one thing in three months of having it and so I think that a lot of these things need to cons uh, have to consolidate. There is not, there's too many platforms. There's too many platforms. And so there's a, gr a lot of great creative people with uh, creative ideas, but who's going to have these 15 different streaming services? Who's going to have Hulu and Netflix and Disney Plus and uh, whatever the Paramount, whatever network thing in the, uh, and CBS All Access and Quibi and all these other things? Who's going to have all that? Who's going to pay for all these the different platforms? Not I said the cat. So if people are like me, you have what you have and you're good. Legacy platforms like Netflix, you're basically going to be pretty safe because you you know you're the first and they're trying to keep up with new content, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Disney for now seems like it's good. They see they their their thing is they've got to get more, they've got a huge catalog. That's what they they have under their belt. But they've got to do more in terms of producing original content. Once they're able to come to some consensus of how they're going to do that in pandemic, 
I think they can win. They've are they're already uh, projected to. Um, I, f- I forgot the exact number. I think a sixty five percent increase by twenty twenty four, something like that. Well, they've already surpassed what their goal was ages ago. They were shocked at how well they did. But one thing I will give them is they're putting a lot of their movies that were supposed to go to theaters straight on to Disney Plus. There is a Pixar film called Soul that's coming straight. Uh, unlike uh, Mulan, where the, you, it was a tiered thing where you had to pay an additional $30 to see Mulan. And a lot of people said, no thanks. But this Pixar film, Soul, is coming straight to uh, people that already have Disney Plus. And one thing that kind of made my heart skip a beat, which I was very happy about, was I heard that the one problem that Disney seems to have is actually ESPN because uh, ESPN is doing uh, isn't doing well over the top. In other words, people aren't paying independently for ESPN or not in the numbers that they were hoping they would. And so as people cut the cord, a lot of people don't understand that the bulk of your basic cable or satellite bill goes to the biggest chunk of the money you pay goes to ESPN. And so mm. people that like me were being held hostage and paying like $15 a month for ESPN and never watching it. As people cut the cord now, uh you have to actually dance for your supper ESPN and a lot of people that were non-sports fans were paying for that lunch and they're no longer paying for it. And so uh there uh, the the cost of the rights to uh, have these sports sporting events on TV is very expensive for Disney and they're losing money with ESPN. And to, to me, I have one thing to say. Too bad, so sad. Oh, you know I don't care. I'm not a big sports fan anyway, so it is what it is. But I mean, and I don't want to. I'm not a fan of because I don't like paying for stuff that I'm not watching. So I, I, I need to see ESPN go the way of the dodo. Bye. Exactly. Well, uh, that's actually a perfect segue to when you're talking about bypassing theaters. This is a perfect segue to talking about what's going on with the theaters, don't you think? The theater, yes. <laughs> with the theater. So, well, let's give a little bit of context. I think by now, many of us know the struggles that the major movie chains being Regal, Cinemark, and AMC have had because of the pandemic, uh, namely because you're not going to want to sit with a whole bunch of people right next to each other in an enclosed space with that, and that coffee. No, I'm, I'm eating popcorn because people eat while they're there, which means your mask is down, which means that's possible... Uh, germs viruses that can float around and so you know for a long time they have been closed there have been states like new york that have been reluctant to have them open back up even with whatever amc has a whole program uh called what am kind of like amc rebooted or some nonsense where they show there's a whole film where they show what they're going to do how they sanitize i don't care you could tell the, the you could tell all this to the virus and the coronavirus says that's nice next so uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense sense if you ask me but in any case so regal closed 536 locations of their theaters we don't know whether or not they're going to open back up again chances are very strong that they could lose a lot of those uh, locations and they could be permanently closed amc then came back and said oh well we're not going to close any locations but it was reported last week that they probably are going to have to file for bankruptcy to which they're trying to do some interesting things to raise revenue 
For example, in certain markets, AMC theaters are available for rent for $99. So for up to 20 people, you can have a private screening. So they have also a list of movies on the websites at the theaters that have this program available and anybody could do it. So they're trying to get creative with raising yeah, revenue. Yeah, that is so cool. If you have a big family, that is such a neat thing to do. Let's like let's all go to go to the theater and $99 for a whole family is nothing. It really isn't because it's like you divide that by 20 people. That's uh, you know, kids too, you better bring out your little uh, coins and pay. I'm kidding. Not really though. But um I think I think that is a really interesting way to do things. And to be honest, maybe this is something that they could have been doing in the first place so that people already were used to this. And that was the first thing that, well, we could do the the $99 thing. And they still would have had people even after they opened. Because, you know, some of these theaters were open, but, to you know, no to little fanfare. Going. They weren't going. But if you had that program around and you could have said to people, hey, we still have the $99 thing for up to 20 people. You know how many people would have taken advantage of that? But that's what happens when you don't want to pivot and you want things to stay exactly the way they are. Well, I, I, can can't, you, I can't feel sorry for you. Well, I can tell you who is pivoting is movie studios like Paramount and Sony. They have basically been selling their movies that were scheduled to go to theaters directly to streaming services. Big upcoming films like Greyhound, Coming, America, uh, Coming to America 2, uh, and Without Remorse. They are going straight to streaming services. Absolutely. And, and it was revealed this week that apparently MGM, the company that is behind James Bond, that they are currently in talks to basically have the next James Bond movie, No Time to Die, potentially go to a streaming service because they lost between 30 and $50 million due to delays because the movie was already supposed to be out and they had to reschedule it. Just like uh, Christopher uh, uh, Nolan's Tenant, where they rescheduled that and Disney rescheduled Mulan 15 times before finally before they, they finally gave up. And Tenant did go into theaters, but it was seen in theaters by like 12 people uh, because nobody wants to go to theaters i don't like your product that much that i'm willing to risk my health i don't care who's in the movie and i think there are many people who feel the same way there are some people who don't care if that's good for you but there are some who like myself that do care i'm not risking i don't care who's in the movie so the fact that you think that oh yeah well we could release this in theaters is just bloody arrogant you think you are so important that my life is work. Please sit down, have several seats. So that, uh, I mean, I think there was also that, that arrogance backfired on them. Oh, absolutely. And the idea, it reminds me like when Disneyland announced that, okay, we're going to close now, but we'll be open in like, you know, a month and a half. It's just like, based on what is that what, what are these arbitrary dates they kept the same thing when they moved tenant like oh it's supposed to come out on this date we're gonna move it now to you know uh june oh we're gonna move it now to august 1st based on what what do you think is gonna magically happen on the it's just like they the, these dates they kept putting out there meant nothing um and why were they assuming that everything's gonna be okay even these things now that are, are projected to be coming out like early 2021 just like what makes you think we're gonna that COVID's gonna be done with us in uh, uh as after we sing old Anxine that it's just like it's done 
I like that you brought up the uh, traditional New Year's Eve ditty, old lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, that's, that seems to be what people seem to think that, like, oh, COVID can only exist in the year 2020. Well, remember, it's called COVID 19 for a reason. It was in 2019, it moved into 2020, and it has already got its bags packed looking at 2021. Thank you. It is knocking on the door of the TARDIS saying, excuse me, doctor, can you take me to 2021? <laughs> it wants to be Dr. Please. Hugh's new companion. Exactly. It applied for the job already and may get it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're, we're looking at a new day in, in theater. Look, this was coming. I don't care what anybody says. This was going to happen is just happening sooner than what people wanted it to. And the industry has been fighting this forever. Remember about three years ago when they proposed the idea of having a box, a set top box for your television that would give you access to set, uh, first run movies. So it would be about $200 for the box. And then it would be $50 a pop to watch the first run movie. Remember when that happened? Oh, and they, they laughed and laughed. They're like, no dice. They were not laughed, having it. And they weren't having it. Some people, some directors were cool with it. J.J. Um, Abrams being one, I think that was, uh, I think J.J. Abrams had a little bit of a problem with it. Uh, Ron Howard was cool with it. But, you know, there it was split in, in Hollywood. But I was like, okay, you people just keep beating around the bush. <laughs> it's coming. Like winter is coming, as you all like to say. A <laughs> uh, winter came. Maybe at winter the end came. of the winter came. Exactly. It was like it may be at the end of the series, but winter is coming, and so winter is here now, and you all don't know what to do. And because you were not well planned and well prepared ahead of time, like they could have been monetizing all of this by now we should have had drive-in theaters for all of these people by now we should have had boxes like signature boxes of okay you're not going to come you can get a subscription box and pick it up your subscription is ready the day you come to watch your film full of all your wonderful snacks plus a little bit of amc swag you could have been monetizing out of the wazoo but because you insisted on staying old school hollywood Good for you. That's what it, you it, it, it is shocking to me that they did not get with the drive-in plan. It is, it's so crazy that they did not jump on that really quick and get some of these summer movies, especially because I'm, I'm, sadly in uh, some parts of the country, weather will be prohibiting. Uh, here in Southern California, you can have drive-in movies all year round unless, I guess, it's raining. But other than that, which it almost, almost never does, sadly which is why we're on fire. But <laughs> other places in the country where it snows, you can't do a drive-in thing in the snow, I don't think. So, um, yeah. You know, so they're, they're, If it's snowing, maybe it's a problem. But I think if there's snow on the ground, you can still do it. You oh, just, yeah, I, I would agree. But, yeah. but I'm saying that I think that the time to shine was summer and fall. And the fact that we're, we're, we're knee-deep in fall right now and they still, the, 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 the major theater chains, drive-in theater game is sorely lacking. Well, prediction for you. I'm predicting that some of these chains, whether it's Cinemark, AMC, or Regal, will come strong in spring, sometime around March, with their game, with their uh, drive-in theater game. So, All right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway, 
So that's what's happening in the theater world. We've got some other things going on. Don't we have a, something a, a, about dancing with some stars? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, apparently, some uh, Real Housewives uh, aren't allowed to dance with the stars. But uh, Tyra Banks is coming back to say, no, that's not true. So apparently, there was a story recently um, that uh, was pushed that was saying that Tyra Banks, the new host of Dancing with the Stars, has banned all Real Housewives from appearing on the show. And so this got so much traction that uh, uh, Tyra's publicist had to come out and release a statement saying that no, uh, uh, Tyra Banks uh, has no problem with the Housewives. She's a fan of Bravo, apparently. She loves Andy Cohen. And supposedly she has no say in who gets cast. So how do you feel about this, Tachi? Do you believe uh that uh that uh she actually might have some power oh i want to mention one thing the report said that she feels like bethany frankel and uh uh nene leaks um and uh uh teresa judice that they don't have any they're not making headlines anymore they're old news and so there's no reason to have housewives on the show (sighs) well i was confused by this whole thing to, to to be quite honest, because I was like, that's why I was like, isn't she just the host? And I don't mean to be condescending with that, but generally the host, unless they are also the executive producer or have some fantastic say, they generally don't have a say over the casting of, you know, in terms of who gets cast for any show, let alone Dancing with the Stars. So maybe, as you were saying, Kevin, this may indicate that if... Now they've come out and said this is not true. That they, uh, she loves Andy Cohen, loves the Housewives franchise, but it would indicate if this there is truth to it that she has more power than what we know on the show. Well, she's the new host. They got rid of Tom Bergeron, and I can't remember the name of the woman who was his co-host. They got rid of her, and so they went a different direction. My guess is that she absolutely has the power to. I don't think that she's doing casting, but I think she has the power to say yes or no. If she has a problem with somebody, you are not going to be on that show. I'm sure that when they were in talks with her that she had some kind of veto power. I, I'm all but certain of it. And people were were even more convinced because a lot of housewives in the past have been on, there's been like a housewife on almost every season. So uh, some of the past housewives who, uh, that have been on the show are Lisa Vanderpump, Lisa Renna, uh, Erica Jane or Erica Girardi. Um, from Beverly Hills, um, as well as uh, Nene Leakes, Kim Zolzniak, and Kim Fields was also uh, a contestant or a dancer on the show. So I don't know if uh, if this is true, but I do believe that she would have the power if she wanted to to say that she doesn't want a particular uh, a group on the show. So my question to you is... If you were the host of Dancing with the Stars, is there any uh, group or type of uh, of quote unquote star that you would say not on my show? Yeah, I don't think politicians should be on on these types of sh- competition shows, particularly uh, Dancing with the Stars, because 
we're already, and I'm talking about the here and now, we're already so polarized because of politics that when you start mixing, especially people who were, are with some very controversial or just damn stupid <laughs> politicians, um, I, I think it just mixes everything and it makes it less enjoyable. If that's a, dancing with the stars is supposed to be an escape. It's not supposed to take you right back into the rubbish and ish that you just left or tried to leave. So I wouldn't be a fan with the exception of President Barack Obama. But other than that, <laughs> well, I would actually agree with you because uh, uh, people like Sean Spicer, who was on, I uh, believe, uh, season 28, even right. the, at the time, a uh, host, Tom Bergeron, um, ha uh, publicly expressed his disapproval of him being cast. So he clearly didn't have Tyra Banks power, which is why he is no longer on the show. Um, but they've had a lot of like Republicans in particular. They had Tucker Carlson was on there. They had uh, former uh, Texas. Governor Rick Perry was on there. Um, Tom DeLay. Um, uh, People uh, with deplorable points of view. Exactly. I mean, Bristol Palin, uh, uh, Sarah Palin's daughter. So for some reason, it seems to be a hub of Republicans that are trying to repair their image, uh, especially ones that are uh, mixed up with uh, you know who. Uh, find their way onto that show and the reverse does not seem to be true we're not seeing AOC is not you know shaking her groove thing on Dancing with the Stars for some reason well she doesn't need to repair her image that's the key thing okay. <laughs> excellent point <laughs> so these are people that are washed up has-beens or need to repair their image especially that uh, Rucker Harlson or whatever the hell his name is <laughs> uh, no since they don't since they don't feel they need to pronounce you know people's names properly I don't I don't either Tuker whatever so uh, oh okay you know it's funny I didn't even get the shade at first yes uh yes because uh, he had a problem uh, pronouncing Kamala Harris right. it's so w hard was to it say. him well it's his camp his you know people it's so hard to say so a lot of them just and that's the thing they're dismissive of names that aren't good old boy American well Tuker whatever <laughs> So I will mispronounce your names all day because I mean, I, you is ooh, isn't it? I don't know how to say your name. So anyway, um, things like that, that for that reason, as especially that evokes like just what I did, that evokes feelings of damn it. Now I can't watch because his dumb behind is on the show. Oh yeah, no, definitely. When it's political people on there, it's just like, not that I'm a huge Dance with the Stars fan, but I've watched it a, a few times, but someone like that's just like, no. And, and they're, and clearly last time there's a whole thing where, where, uh, you know, the quote unquote heartland votes for people, even though they're horrible dancers because they, be, they agree with their political, uh, you know, uh, stance or whatever or they're like the a fox news person being on there so oh, no matter how horrible their dancing is they stay on C. the show cn spicer was terrible yes i said it's cn spicer <laughs> okay let's yeah let's keep it moving so what's our next story <laughs> um we now off of tyra banks and dancing with the stars and that type of thing and um on to something that's happening now i think and but it's actually related to what we were talking about politically there people are just tired all over and we're seeing you know when we see uprisings and protests it's not just here in the united states but i do think that what is happening here in the u.s has inspired 
other people to say, you know what, we really are tired and we're doing it. So there are protests that are happening now in Nigeria, which, you know, that's where my parents are from, uh, in terms against SARS, which is uh, a, they were there to fight uh, corruption and fraud, but have now turned on the people. So if you, and have been doing that. So if you happen to walk by or pass by, they may hassle you if you have on a nice watch or it looks like you have money. So they have been, uh, ironically, the fact that you have been charged with uh, anti-fraud and anti-corruption, yet you are corrupt and fraudulent yourself. So they target a lot of young people. They, um, they target uh, people who are, you know, like celebrities there. So people are just tired and the youth especially have now, they've been protesting for weeks now at this point. And the world has come out in support of, of that because, you know, against police brutality. And I think that's why it resonates so much with us here because of the, uh, the, all the cases of police brutality here. So many people, Rihanna has come out, uh, Nicki Minaj, Chance the Rapper, amazingly Kanye West has come out and, um, uh, voiced their opinions in support of the protests and anti what uh, SARS is doing. But there were some people who felt that Beyonce took too long to say something about it. She finally yeah, also, did. Yeah, but- because also she uh, apparently... Uh, she was when she was pushing her brand new, I guess her second line or second what what do you call it her second iteration of her clothing of Ivy line? Park yeah Ivy Park so a new a new collection that's the term the new collection so there was a new collection that she just dropped and so people were coming for her on social media saying uh, that you know she didn't come out fast enough and she didn't come out forcefully enough in support and um, even her mother talked about the the fact that she felt there's a double standard that her daughter can't do anything that seems to uh not upset people and what i was thinking when people were attacking her viciously about the fact that she didn't come out quick enough on what's happening in nigeria my thought is like well a beyonce isn't nigerian so why is she expected to be coming out uh, uh on nigerian political issues a and b why aren't you mad at other people like i don't no one was attacking little wayne no one was attacking drake uh all these there's tons of other celebrities of african descent that were not saying anything and um and beyonce came out before some of the people that you named and they didn't get the blowback that she got so the question is why there seems to be more blowback for her and more blowback for women in particular. So I think a couple of things here. I think you're absolutely right that there is more blowback because we are the ones that are considered to be the nurturers that are always expected to stand up for everything and stand behind whenever it comes to something civil rights or social justice. And when you don't, because you're a woman and and this is, quote, your role and you don't do it fast enough, everybody has something to say. B, there are always going to be people who are displeased with what you do when you're a celebrity. You cannot please everyone. Therefore, you cannot try to please everyone. All you can do is be the best individual that you are at the time. On the flip side of that, I think that because um, because she is so notable and 
she is, I mean, she's one of the largest, biggest stars in the world. And because she has such influence, I think that they had this expectation that she would come out and say something for the other reasons I just named, but that she would come out and say something and use her platform as one of the biggest stars to bring attention to this. And not just from nowhere. She just did this whole Lion King album that featured some Nigerian artists that had Nigerians as part of the cast in addition to people from other parts of Africa. So it makes it seem like, oh, well, you can use us in, when you're trying to pay homage in your way to being African or the beginnings of the world or artistic and make money for it. But when we're actually suffering, you have nothing to say. So I'm just, you know, guesstimating that that could be where it's from. Okay, now that's a that's a that's a fair. Uh, I think a, a cor probably a correct assessment that, that people I did read people saying s similar type things. But again, due to the fact that you may like a particular kind of music and you want to spotlight certain artists, does that mean that you know about the political, what's happening politically? That's like if you like country music and you're like, well, why aren't you speaking out what's happening with, you know, when it comes to farmer legislation or whatever? Just like, well, I don't know anything about that. Um, so I don't know. Or, well, you know, <laughs> so no, I don't know why I should be speaking out you're, you're um, right. because I'm a fan of country music. You're right, but it's different. For me. There's a difference between being a fan and then, okay, so if she had done the same thing, for example, with let's take it and say that it's country music and you're spotlighting it because it's an American form of music and you want to put it out there and then something happens to the farmers where, or the areas, not even just the farmers, but the areas where this happens. Like, okay, she's from New Orleans, right? What if she, or her family uh, is from New Orleans. What if she did a whole big thing with, um, you know, New Orleans back, back in the day and her whole album was like really Zydeco music and, and blues. And then Hurricane Katrina happens and she says nothing. Yeah, but you basically you can do like you can do some kind of I guess what you could call a, a placating kind of celebrity thing where just like, you know, my hearts are with everybody in, you know, uh in uh New no, Orleans right now. Not when you made money off of us. Hell no. If you let me tell you this, it's one thing to enjoy it and and see it, but if you're gonna put yourself in there and you're going to make money off of the music and the dance styles of people, then when they cry out, you need to be there with them. They can't be, they're not toys. So I see what, I, I see it from both ends. I do see that. I don't think she needs to be responsible for lifting Nigeria out of this thing. Absolutely not. But because you put, she put herself in it when she did Black is King. She put herself in it when she did Black is King. So you cannot now say, oh, well, Okay, I guess I have to say something. You put yourself in it. Okay, so so th so, so that's why. So we shouldn't be mad at. Dr so Drake doesn't have to say anything about this because he didn't put out an album that featured any Nigerian musicians. So no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But she did, and she's making money off of it. That's not necessarily the key. Right is right, but the thing is, she's in the thick of it because she did. None of these other people that were named did anything with Africans or and nothing. So they're not making money directly off of it. And that's not the only key. Right is right. But when you know you've made money off of these people and you see they're hurting, you have a responsibility to do something as a decent human being. 
But what she was doing was employing people that were Nigerians, little known Nigerian musicians. She was giving them a global platform. So then they had the ability to come forward and say something because they were featured on Disney Plus's Black is King or King is King or whatever uh, that was called. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't cover me, Beehive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's been bla- a long Black day. is King. Black is Black King. Black is King. I no, loved and it. You it are was absolutely you. It, yes, it was. It was an amazing project. It was an ambitious project. I think it was well done. Um, I, I I think you're absolutely correct that she did give some, she gave a lot of African, I shouldn't say a lot, the, the African platform. Well, I will say a lot because then other people started to research it. But I have to say that Afrobeat and other types of music were already starting to get really popular before she came out with Black is King. So she's not 100% responsible for that. This is already been a burgeoning thing in the music industry where you'll go to parties and you go to hear things and now you hear afro beats you hear um music by nigerian by south africa it's just you just hear it now i listened to the radio the other day and i'm hearing burna boy and all that because remember burna boy won an american music award and a grammy so since those things have been happening, there's already been attention there. Beyonce just took it and gave more opportunity, which is great. But, you know, she's not responsible for the uplift of whatever. She just came in on the wave of that. So fine, you came in on the wave. You did make money off of this. You feel I, I don't understand why somebody would not feel responsible to at least speak out as soon as you hear this happen. Wow, I was just there shooting or i was just working with people from this area i feel like i need to say something paul simon when remember when he made graceland and i'm not saying he's necessarily the best person or whatever a uh, one of somebody was killed by police because remember he made graceland during the height of of apartheid and somebody one of the band members was killed by police or something he came out and said something so as an artist, I'm sorry. If these are not the things you want to do, then maybe this is not the um, field for you. And nobody is holding you accountable for everything. I think it would be stupid for us to do that. But because she was already acquainted with this, I kind of feel like she had a responsibility. But I do feel like sometimes you don't know where to start. Oh, exactly, so I, I exactly. Get, but I she, get both but, ends. but again, she has now. She has since made some kind of statement. I don't have the statement that she made. Um, but even when she did make a statement, apparently it wasn't enough to make her detractors any happier. Well, they were never going to be happy to begin with. And that's the other end of this, that no matter what you can, whatever you do, there are always going to be people that are unhappy with, because people are just fools and sometimes, and people just have nothing to say. And my thing is like, well, instead of holding her accountable for all of these things, which, yeah, I believe she should do something, but what the hell are you doing? What, what what are you doing specifically to add to the cause? What you know, are you doing? I am boycotting uh, um, Ivy Park. I am boycotting uh, in, in solidarity with you my Nigerian brothers and it. sisters. <laughs> I am, no, Tachi, I was, oh my God, I was there. I was about to click by. My shopping cart was packed. And then so I thought, what you were know you going to buy? Leggings? Oh, so many things. It was, oh. I was, Tachi, I was going to buy you a whole wardrobe for Christmas, but I thought, no. You know what? I still got to support my Nigerian sisters and brothers. And oh. I just, I deleted that card. Just like, bye. Uh-uh. No. Sorry. Sorry, B. Sorry. 
No. And scene. Anyway, we know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's what I get for anyway. trying to support. That's what I'm trying to stand by, my brothers. But fine. All right, Tachi. Let's well, move on. We appreciate it, I guess. Anyway, moving on. I was trying to lift every voice and sing, but you were like, no. Okay. You better you better go with your James Weldon Johnson quote. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so let's talk a little bit about Shonda Rhimes and why she actually left ABC for Netflix. Now, it's been about three years since she made that deal, that uh, historic deal. She and Ryan Murphy made deals at the same time with um, with Netflix. And I think, oh, I can't remember the exact amount. Was it $200 million? Hers? It was something like that. It was uh, it was an amazing amount of money that she uh, that that she was uh, uh, got from uh, Netflix. I th- I think it was a two hundred million four year deal that she has with Netflix, and we were all like, remember, we're like, oh wow, that's amazing, and then we started, of course, obviously noticing that one by one, all these shows were going away on ABC, but we're like, okay, well, that's because of her deal with Netflix, but what we didn't know was the meat behind her leaving. Yeah, what was the straw that broke the the ABC's camel's back? I, would you tell us, Kevin, because I'm excited to hear. Okay, so what what we were all surprised, of, at least what I was surprised to learn, is apparently this came down to the mouse, uh, Mickey himself. Apparently, uh, one of the things that uh, Shonda Rhimes, uh, I guess, one of the perks of uh, working for Disney. Oh, you know, I take. You know what I just saw? Three hundred million. Okay. Dollar. So it was deal 300 million over four years i believe yes amazing so apparently uh what happened was uh shonda rhymes uh apparently her assistant had requested some uh uh, uh what do you call it some kind of some kind of uh gold well, a, a pass right they have some kind of gold of their... t- some special pass that the uh of uh, uh for uh to get on all the parks and all the rides for employees, a lot of employees there have this. And so that's something that they, that is part of her deal. And she needed an extra one. So she had one for her nanny, right? But she needed an extra one because I think, was it her sister was in town? Yes, her sister was going to be in town. And with her, with her, with her children, Shonda Rhimes' nieces and nephews. And, um, and so they actually gave them, uh, sent her tickets. And so when she got to the park, they did not work. They would not let right, her well, in. Well, before before we do this, remember there was a little bit of blowback, and they were like, "Well, we never do this." But oh no, no, that, that well, that was the I thought that was what happened when Shonda Rhimes actually personally called with her sister and her nieces and nephews waiting in front of the of in front of the park. Oh, no, 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 no. But before we even get to that, when she asked, oh, they, for they these had they extra, had to make it. Like, it, was a, it was huge effort to get this woman. Like if made they them, were like. <sighs> Like she has like made the them. Uh, she made ABC untold zillions of dollars. Exactly. You couldn't give a like a two hundred dollar ticket, and she has made you basically. She has made you watch TV. Okay, must watch TV. And so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just. This yeah, she was their big. Me. She was their biggest cash cow. She was their biggest showrunner. Her shows were making more money than any other producer, any other showrunner, um, on their network. 
and so the ticket value was a hundred and fifty four dollars and um so she actually had she called while her sister was actually there with the kids in front of disney the tickets they gave were not working would not let them in the park Shonda Rhimes personally called some high-ranking Disney executive, and the executive um, uh, actually uh, like hung up. Apparently, well, no, the the executive said, "Don't you have enough?" Oh, that, no, but I thought that after that, the, that I thought that he allegedly hung up after that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but the but don't probably. you have enough? But the idea that. Hey, don't you have enough? He's an executive at ABC. I think he's doing okay as well. But, it's like, which don't you have enough? And honestly, I have to say, I feel like this is absolutely a black thing. It, it was so racial. It the was idea, so racial. Th- there are so many people that have that have fallen up in Hollywood, that have failed miserably, and been given like golden parachutes where they leave when they they they've been a horrible disaster. They leave heading a network or something or a movie studio, and they walk out with fifty million dollars. That's and half the, of Hollywood. I, and the idea that they could that it was too much to give this woman's sister a hundred and fifty four dollar park pass. When let's talk about it, who of her crew actually works there? You know, aside from people, she has her own production company, Shondaland. So she employs her own people. But who look at all the nepotism and things that go on where such and such as son or such and such as daughter or cousin works there. And she doesn't do any of that. Yet you ask her, don't you have enough? How very dare you? Don't you have enough? Like black woman, we've given you all this and you still ask. Over $142, you messed up your bottom line. Great. Yeah, so a- so after uh, after she was told that uh, that apparently they weren't going to do anything to get her sister into Disneyland, she immediately uh, called her attorney and and said, uh, you know, make uh, make a deal with Netflix. And that attorney did uh, they earned their commission. They they earned their retainer, whatever they're getting paid, they earned every penny. Again, $300 million deal, which gives her just enough to get her family into Disneyland. <laughs> With change to spare. Just, ba- just barely. You know, each kid can get one Mickey-shaped pretzel, and then that's it. They better not cry in line about it either. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I detest that. But, but I, you know, it, it is so, talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face over something, literally, I, I hope that, that, uh, that the unnamed uh, high-ranking official is super fired because the idea that they lost her and all the revenue they were going to generate from from future shows because of some drawing a line in the sand over getting her Disneyland passes is jaw-dropping to me. 15 years. 15 years. She how many shows do you have on ABC that have been on that long talking about Grey's Anatomy? So she has brought you hit after hit after hit. And you still, I mean, the, the fact that, see, this is what happens when people don't think before they open their mouths. Even if that's what you thought, you don't say that. Oh, you keep that to your damn. Keep that you, to your damn yeah, you, self. When you get home, you tell your wife, you tell your girlfriend, you call TV channeling and you tell us. You take your hood fa- and you go to the clan meeting and you tell them there. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> because you know that was the what that was. So, don't. But what you don't do is open your mouth, and you have the arrogance and real audacity to think that she wouldn't say anything. She didn't initially, but she knew when the time was right, she was gonna let it all spill out, and there she did. 
There she did. I mean, and really, I that was such a small thing. It was like they were acting, according to this report, as if she was asking for a five million, another five million to be added for whatever Grey's Anatomy. It was like she was asking, and even she would, she would have deserved. But they were acting like she was asking for something impossible. This is something that many people have in their bank account. Maybe I don't want to spend it on Disney, but you have it to spend. Yet, and that was a drop in the bucket for you. That's probably what you spend on. No, lunch. I, I, I absolutely get how she feels because you know what? At one point, I had an endorsement deal with Domino's, and I asked for extra cheese. And they're like, don't you have enough? And I'm like, you know what? Uh uh-uh, uh, bye. Bye. Well, you probably needed the extra cheese to cover up the taste anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? I'm not, I am now in talks with Pizza Hut. Wow. Well, good luck with that one. All right. So let's mm. move on to our next story. Okay. So, why don't we talk about um, some shows? that are uh, suffering. So we all know that because of COVID-19, there's there's a lot that's suffering production-wise. And um, there are a lot of shows that were actually not renewed because of the pandemic across the board. So we're just going to go a few through a few of them and then, you know, take it on over to another network where shows were not renewed because period so let's talk about yeah so one of the first shows on the list that was a surprise to me is uh comedy central's um uh drunk history was not renewed and these are shows that again are listed supposedly the reason why they were canceled is because they can't produce them because of covid also netflix society also history it's over uh i am not okay with this also dunzo uh i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry you haven't been renewed because of covid sorry bye uh stump town which was one of the few hits for abc uh their its first season was uh last year and um now it won't be it, it was renewed for a second season but again because of covid bye the one that's the most shocking to me is glow um gorgeous ladies of wrestling um we reviewed it was one of our bad girls of summer the one of the original bad girls of summer uh shows we reviewed and they announced that it was going to have a fourth and final season but then netflix reneged on that and said due to covid we're just going to go ahead and cancel it and so bye which is a slap in the face. And so the producers have basically gone with their hat in hand and for the fans begging for Netflix to at least give a movie so they can kind of wrap up the story for the fans. And Netflix is, uh, uh, so far has not been available for comment. They're like, mm-hmm, we'll get back to you when we get, when we get the chance. Glow um, is an excellent show. So they better exactly. do something. It's, it's stunning to me. And for fans, the show that's been on for three years, they're going to cancel it because of COVID. Why can't they just postpone it like everything else? We're going to postpone it. or Even if they want to go from an, another season to just doing a movie, but to do nothing is an, a, a huge slap in the face to fans. Another show that's going the way of the Dodo Bird because of uh, COVID is uh, on, on, on Becoming a God in Central Florida also will not be coming back due to COVID concerns. And, you know, but I'm, I'm just, we have another list to get through. So quickly, I'm going to say, so when this all breaks, what the hell are you going to do? Have all new shows? 
I don't understand. Well, I think they were just looking for an excuse for some of these shows. They were looking Absolutely. for an excuse. They may have Absolutely. had like a deal where they'd already agreed to renew them and they looked they looked further at their bottom line and, and some other shows that didn't work out. So they decided we could cut corners. Um, but Netflix, to me, is setting a really bad precedent. And we're about to go over it right now. Netflix has canceled so they uh, there is no denying that there is a lot of content that Netflix pushes out. But to me, you need to either push out less content or have more commitment to the content that you push out because you have so many shows that come out and they get canceled after one season. So we're going to talk about 10 of Netflix shows that were canceled after one season. And this isn't even going to contain because I have some other shows. I looked at this list that that aren't even on this list that I feel should be. So uh, number 10 is oh. uh, The Get Down from 2016. That show got a lot of critical attention. It was a Baz Luhrmann production. It was a big deal, uh, but not enough big enough deal to get a second season. So let me do number nine. Um, Girl Boss. It only had one season, barely one season, and I really enjoyed that show. We actually, we were going to review it, but we never got a chance to. It was announced it was canceled. We were, we were like, let's review it next episode. And they're like, it's already canceled. I'm like, what? Exactly. Exactly. So it wasn't even a full season, but I mean, it was a really interesting show. So also, um, uh, everything sucks from 2018. Uh, it, it sucks for the fans of that show. Cause again, one season, uh, it was a show that took place in the nineties. It was a teen drama, uh, and, um, it got a lot of great accolades, but not enough to, uh, warrant a second season. And because Netflix, is so cagey about what information they give us uh, when it comes to the ratings of their shows. They release ratings on things they want to talk about, like when they want to talk about some incredible record that, say, Sandra Bullock's Bird Box did. They'll tell us that. But show after show, like the, the bulk of the shows that are on there, they give us no information other than something is or isn't coming back. Which well, is Well, which is... I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's it makes no sense because then you have no information as to why this was canceled. We don't know that it's ratings because you never released the ratings. So All right. So what's number seven, Tachi? Number seven is Daybreak. And this is a Mad Max, basically loosely inspired uh, comic series of the same name. That's uh, broken because it's not coming back. Also, number six is The Society uh, from 2019. That is not coming back. And uh, it was kind of a Lord of the Flies kind of thing, uh, inspired uh, inspired by Lord of the Flies. And uh, yeah, so chaos reigns and it's not coming back. Well, speaking of something not coming back, Tuca and Bertie, which is um, was on Netflix, obviously. And it was an animated, they do a lot of adult animated shows. And apparently, according to them, it didn't reach expectations. And it was voiced by Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish as the main characters. But I guess those two uh, personalities could not save the show. Well, you know what? It's not like uh, Tiffany Haddish doesn't have enough other jobs. So, yeah, she keeps huh. the job. She's got like 10. So she's all, all right. right. Okay, so What's number, number four, four is V Wars from 2019, um, and uh, that was a science fiction show. So many of these science fiction things that uh, that uh, Netflix do, uh, does go the way of the dodo, and especially the ones that have like a really intriguing kind of ongoing story that does it isn't of uh, uh, isn't completed at the end of an episode. Those are the ones that are the most upsetting to me when those get canceled. Yeah, exactly. It leaves you hanging, definitely. 
So what's number three? This was a real shocker. This was very shocking because it stars somebody very big, um, Hilary Swank, and it's called Away, and it was basically, it's a sci-fi drama series um, centered on an astronaut as she leads an international crew to Mars. Mars was, I guess Mars is not as big anymore as it used to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number two what about was... Number two? I'm not okay with this from 2020 and I'm sure the producers and the stars of this teen drama are not okay with it getting canceled. It was based on a graphic novel. So I guess if you want to get uh, some kind of conclusion or some kind of, uh, uh, what's the word closure, you better go pick up the, go to the library and find out what actually happens to these characters. Read a book. <laughs> so Taki, <laughs> what was the number one uh, shocking one season cancellation show on Netflix? Uh, the number one show is Teenage Bounty Hunters from this year. They are just the latest show to fall victim to the chopping blocks over at Netflix. And it was a teen drama series, so you know I'm not sad that's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are not a fan of Teen Angst. But one show that was not on this list, I'm still mad about. Uh, it was one of our original Bad Girls of Summer, and that's Naomi Watts's, uh Gypsy. That was an incredible show, and I'm still bitter about that one getting canceled. I don't understand. Was what Netflix... Gypsy last year though? It no, it was, like the, it was all of the shows weren't just last year. Remember, we read some that were like from 2016 or whatever. That's like, true. Uh, That's true. So, That's true. but they're just they're, they these were the listed of the ten ones they found they felt were the most shocking that people were fans were upset about. But I feel like I'm still upset about Gypsy. Naomi Watts is an incredible actress. That show had an incredible cast. It was an interesting premise. To me, if I've said this before, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to keep saying this until somebody in power hears me. Um, hopefully, it'll be that guy who uh, lost Sonda Rhimes over a, a Disneyland tip, uh, park ticket. But <laughs> I don't understand why these people uh, don't, when they have these shows that have a following, even a small following, it costs them so little to do a movie to wrap it up. That way you have a complete package. Nothing annoys me more than when they release these Blu-ray sets that say the complete series. When something they only had one or two seasons and it ends on a cliffhanger with no resolution. That's not a complete series. You better get, uh, somebody better say action and they better uh, film a movie to wrap it up. Well, their allegiance is not to the fans. You have you have to understand that, and uh, it should be, but in all cases, it's not. But I but I a, agree. But I, but I think there's a reason why Netflix and other platforms are losing customers. They're gaining customers, but but they're not retaining a lot of people. This is why Netflix is doing a big stunt to try and get new subscribers for the uh, to offset the ones that they are losing, because they're not keeping people. If you to me a, a perfect I'm a perfect example. You know how much I love TV, Tanji. That's why you're my TV twin. Yeah. There, when I see a lot of these new Netflix shows that seem kind of intriguing, like Altered Carbon got canceled with all the fanfare that show got. I am so glad I didn't get into that show and start watching it and then have the rug pulled out from under me right. with no kind of like resolution to this you know complicated sci-fi drama. And so if they basically supported fans and had conclusions to these shows, even if it was a short like one season, we're going to do a two hour movie and wrap it up. A perfect example is the show Sense8. That show had a huge, uh, not a huge, but a ravenous fan base. When they canceled it out of nowhere after I think the third season, fans went nuts and they guilted netflix into doing a movie to wrap up the story and they did and so i feel like 
a, a perfect another example is there was a show called Penny Dreadful from Showtime. Oh, they gosh, canceled it, and but the show became a real hit on Netflix. And so sometimes a show may not be a big hit when it initially hits, when it initially is released, but then because of streaming services now. Word of there's time for word of mouth to build on these things and for them to develop a following. So if you put a period at the end of each sentence, if a show was good enough for you to produce a whole season of it, it's good enough to put a period at the end of the sentence. And then people might discover it a year or two years later, or you can sell it better because it's a completed thought if you add the period to the end of the sentence. So speaking of that, Tachi, let's talk about what Netflix is doing to try and woo new uh, new subscribers. Oh, well, go ahead. Since you're already on this uh, trajectory. Well, I, okay, well, fine, Tachi. So Netflix is planning a two-day stream fest event where you can watch for free. It's a way to lure cord cutters onto the platform. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought you were going to have some kind of more details or something. Yes, no, no, no. Well, I, because you had started talking about it, I was like, well, then uh, let me let you finish talking about it. So it's actually, um, like you said, it's creative, but it, it's not that creative because it comes out of we need to retain people. So if we let people, now here's the thing, in case you didn't know, they've done away with their free trials. So that's part of the thing. So you don't have any way to really, because I'm not paying for something without like a free trial. Now that doesn't mean they won't bring it back for, but for now they've gotten rid of it. So, uh, to keep people, it's a two day period. If you're a non-customer, you can stream for free. Um, yeah. So yeah, for two glorious days. You know what it reminds me of is those preview weekends that you get from uh, uh, like Showtime and Stars. Yeah, Showtime, If you HBO, have cable yeah. or satellite, you'll be a free preview weekend. So they've gone from giving you a free trial period to giving you a, a two glorious days. But you know what always happens during those free trial weekends? There's nothing I want to see. It's always oh, but no, that's why. No, that's why I, there's things like Stars. In fact, speaking of that, I got an offer when I open up Apple TV to do a search for something, Apple TV offered me CBS All Access and Showtime for the price of one service. So they're saying for $10 a month, I can get both of those services. And it wasn't enough for me to want to sign up for it. Because it's no. just like, there's, there is nothing on Showtime that interests me right now. There's nothing that I'm interested in from them. And so... I don't. Yeah, what's the point? And the and the version of I believe the version of CBS All Access they're offering for that price, that ten dollar price for both those services, is the commercial version. So I'd rather if I'm if I'm gonna have CBS All Access, I want to watch Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Lower Decks with zero commercial interruptions. Well. Yeah, that's not what you're getting, and that's not what they offered you. So. No, that's not what they offered me. But my point is, there was there is no commercials when it comes to Showtime, but there is nothing there that I even want to remotely see. Well, so it looks like this is it's happening, but it's only for select markets. It doesn't look like it's going to be, um, in a, according to Cord Cutters News, it doesn't look like it's going to be wide across the board. Um, yeah, just in select markets. We don't know what they are, but. Stay tuned if you're interested in a two-day binge fest from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tachi. I can't believe we've gotten through another all-new show. It has been so long. I have missed this. I know. And we did it 
in relatively good time for us. So <laughs> for us, yes. Less than 90 minutes is is incredible for us. Huh. This is just almost just at an hour. So I this is great. But um this was fun. We needed to talk some news. Oh my god, I enjoyed it too. So Tachi, how can people listen to our show other than how they're listening right now? You're probably listening to us right now on one of these many platforms that we're on. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. You can listen to us live on Tuesdays and Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on WJMSRadio.com. Just hit the yellow Listen Live button on the left and it takes you right to the player and you can hear our glorious voices. If you can't remember any of that, you can always go to our website, tvchanneling.com and click on Episodes and you'll have all current and past episodes in that list and you can listen right from the website and in case you're on one of these platforms and you're like well i want to i don't want to have to remember to get the episode i just want it automatically all you have to do my friend mon frere is subscribe just go ahead and subscribe and you'll get everything that drops the day it drops and for that lovely service we would appreciate if you left us a lovely wonderful review on any of the platforms, please just just pick anyone and leave us a nice review. Yeah, what other podcast refers to as a mon frere? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you want to hear more of our terrible French, how can they reach us on social, Kevin? All right, you can tweet us. You can inst- you can reach us on Instagram. You can reach us on uh, Facebook in French or in English, which is preferred, and you can reach out to us on Twitter. So if there's something going on in pop culture, or if there's a show you'd like us to review, or if you want us to complain about what other show Netflix just canceled, reach out to us because we are TV channeling everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. (laughs) Oh, and again, for all those shows that Netflix just canceled, in the arms of <laughs> hey. the angels, far away. I'm playing the world's tiniest violin. From here. Okay. Oh, wow, right, he tried Wait. to get a little Michael McDonald there. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Patti LaBelle when we need her? I know, right? <laughs> Yamo y- be there. Anyway. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening we really enjoy doing this part of the reason is because we enjoy doing this for you but we respect your time most of the time so we're going to let you get back to whatever it was you were doing before this signing off the way we normally do bye from tachi and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're watching it even if it gets canceled we're talking about it cheers bye